Hello and welcome to the Take the L podcast. We're bringing you a very special series this summer. It's going to be a three-part mini-series called Error 404 Love Not Found, in which we'll talk about the modern and ancient issues that face the course of love. And I'm getting a very special guest on the whole time. She's an expert in all of these fields and just in general, being a person. Her name is Rosie O'Dowd and she's a really good friend of mine. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, our first episode is going to be about unrequited love, which is something I suppose it's very, very general. Everybody's gone through it one way or another, or they've seen it on TV. And yeah, we're going to see how it goes. So we're going to begin with Rosie's story. Does she have any insights on it or any kind of lived experiences? I suppose I don't develop many crushes very easily. Yeah. But there was kind of one long-term one that did very much end up unrequited in that I quite liked them, but they were not so much into me. (laughs) Of course. You know, lots of fun. Um, But one thing about that is I do think, you know, there's so many what-ifs with unrequited love. Like, oh my God, would they like me? How could things happen? And you know, you think so much about it. If we did this one decision differently, would we end up somewhere else? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm quite an advocate for like, just put yourself out there. Just try it. Kind of don't have those what-ifs, those regrets. So like, obviously it can be a bit painful then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you have to deal with rejection. Oh, everybody loves, everybody's favorite. Yeah. Really great for the self-confidence. Um, (laughs) But that's what I did in that situation. Like I kind of was getting a little bit ghosted even after things were going well. And I just kind of said, you know, you're you're cool. I quite like you. <laughs> yeah. you would you be interested? Do you like me? And I got a kind of positive response back, but then was kind of ghosted a little bit again then. So no, I went no further. You know, it's it, obviously not going to continue. But like I, at least I know there I tried and there was no kind yes. of what ifs, anything like that. Yeah. So I can kind of, I feel like I can move on happily <laughs> knowing I tried. Yeah. I was always in this weird position, like when I was growing up that I always fancied somebody like long term or short term. I always fancied somebody. Um, and for some reason, somebody else always fancied me, but they weren't the person I fancied. So <laughs> I was in this like <laughs> human centipede of unrequited love. <laughs> And um, like, I just had no luck. Like there was, like some cases it was pure puppy love. Like the boy never made any indication that he liked me and I never acted on it because you know, I was 12. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like when you grow up and I was a teenager, like, oh, I like really fancy this boy. And like, it was going back and forth. And then like, it was just rejection, but just slow rejection. And I just couldn't deal with it. I like went insane. (laughs) I would just, I couldn't talk about anything else. Like I was just like, oh no, it's something wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't make any sense because like he, the boy actually didn't do anything terribly wrong. I was just, you know, insane. So like, I just, it's just very difficult. It's just very strange. I do think in your teens though, it's something that really can just take over your mind a bit more. Yeah. And like, I remember staring at my phone, just, I was getting texts from other people and the only person I wanted to speak to me was this boy. And I was like, and he has no interest. He had no interest in me. And that's fine now. I've come to accept (laughs) it, but it took a very long time of me just not being able to deal with it. Yeah. And I think it's interesting in that sort of sense, because depending on the level of the per- that you know the person, mm. maybe it's kind of lust, maybe it's infatuation, yeah. and you think it's love, but it's actually not. Yeah. You're just building this person up to be someone 
they're not you yeah. know you're not seeing their flaws you don't know them well enough to know their flaws but by god do you think you're in love <laughs> <laughs> oh it's pure infatuation especially at that age i feel like you're really like susceptible to it yeah um because i know as well um like often like say i'd heard like oh this boy likes you or things like that and i'd just be like oh gross it's <laughs> like how dare they look at me i can't exist in other people's don't minds don't perceive me don't perceive me i'm very busy perceiving others <laughs> like how dare you so like i feel like that's awkward as well now i've Luckily, never had the case where like it arose between friends, but I do know that it can like completely destroy a friendship because it happened in a friend group of mine where it was a girl and a boy and the boy started liking the girl and that was all fine, um, but she didn't like him back and then everything started to come across as like she didn't read like everybody kind of knew but she didn't know and it came started to come across as almost creepy and like it obviously wasn't an intention. They're both really good people, but like when you're putting yourself in, in situations where you'll intentionally run into them just because yeah. you want to see them. I think it's strange. I think maybe from a male perspective, it comes across creepy easier sometimes. Possibly, yeah. And for girls, it comes across as you're insane. So <laughs> I think it's like, it's stalker vibes on both sides, but just different yeah. connotations. But yeah. And I think that hugely comes from the media that we see as well. Yeah. Because like so much, so many things such as like, just like TV shows for you know our current age group, like you know Friends, yeah, um, Ross and Rachel. You see that you know all the romantic gestures, it's like tit for tat. Yeah, yeah, it's all because there's some kind of underlay lying uh, level of attraction on both sides. Mm. It's not perceived as creepy, whereas some of these big gestures, like if yeah. you actually did them in real life, are really. really it's the same in general, with, like um, those big public engagements. Oh. Oh, they're Whenever. terrible. No, like you, you need to discuss this beforehand, like mm. at length. And then maybe if you're both in on it, it can be like a PR stunt if you want. <laughs> but like, I just find it very strange. And even I was um, like, before we started recording, we were talking about like how a new girl, it was like tit for tat as well. And like in general, in media, they always end up together. It's always perfect at the end. They're always somehow unrequited love will end up being requited. Yeah. It's just the other person needs to come around and things like that. Yeah, you have to convince them. Yeah, which is, like, really poisonous for, like, young people mm. to be, like, you have to convince the person you like <laughs> that they like you, which is just insane. And that obviously breeds into a lot of, like, toxic, like, changing your behavior for people, changing mm. your body for people. So you'd have to wonder, does it come across like that as well? Yeah. Because um, I even know, like, in Greek myths, it was always, say, with Zeus, that guy got <laughs> up to stuff. And he had to, like, he was always transforming himself yeah. to kind of, like, rape these women. So... I don't know, it's kind of like, a, it's almost as old as human history, this unrequited love, or fancying someone and them not fancying you back, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really think it's it's very much a part of us. Yeah, <laughs> take it as old as time, but not Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> and even in that, he's a, he's a beast. Uh, he likes her, but she's like, oh no. Oh, you're scary, yeah. yeah she just, uh, just convince him. Yeah, I wonder, does that change it a little bit? Because he does, she falls in love with him as a person, as a beast. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> as a beast. And then he transforms. Was that yeah. Disney trying to change it up? <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. Besides that, Disney fairly poor on the whole unrequited love thing. Yeah, like it's just always like they, uh, even with the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like that mm. was like a weirdly obsession where he used to stare at her out of the wind, the tower. Yeah. So I don't very know. Odd. It's all very strange. I just know that I've never dealt with it well. <laughs> yeah. Now I suppose going forward, I suppose if you do have a crush on someone, it is almost hard to mediate yourself because you feel like there is some godly, divine thing speaking to you, and that's mm. why you have a crush on them. So 
I suppose going forward, you just have to be like really respectful of people. Yeah. And I just don't like as you said, like put yourself out there. But how do you put yourself out there while still like maintaining some boundaries? Yeah, and I think that's particularly difficult if it's not a straightforward situation. So like if it's a close friend, if it's say something yeah. like, I don't know, your brother-in-law. Oh. Like, <laughs> it's not as simple as just telling them, hey, I'm interested in you. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's a level of awareness that everyone maybe needs to develop a little bit more um, in terms of like, is this bordering on creepy? Is this crossing a boundary? Yeah. Um, and I would also say even like, particularly for myself, I'm not always aware if people are interested in me. It's something mm. I've like throughout my past have been very notoriously poor at yeah. picking up on. And I think that's actually something that needs to be noticed as well. Cause I think, you know, if I don't notice someone is interested yeah. in me, there's no healthy way for me to kind of turn them down. Yes. Yeah. I, Cause or pick I, them up on it. Yeah, exactly. Like bring it further. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way for them to kind of get that, uh, resolution yeah. if I'm not aware it's almost like applying for like a permit in the council there should be like a form that you fill out so yeah. I'm interested in you <laughs> pop it through the postbox <laughs> reply at your earliest convenience <laughs> but yeah like I don't know like I don't know how you like I don't know I haven't done it in a very long time to be like I fancy you you know mm. like obviously like asking each other out on dates things like that is like easy but then when it becomes between friends do you organize hangouts where you only invite the other person and then does that become creepy you know I just feel like it's a it's a very marshy ground to thread through. Yeah. That you can easily get wrong. Now, obviously, there is great love stories that come from people who are friends first, mm. and then romantic kind of feelings evolve. Yeah. But it's a difficult one to pin down. Very difficult. Yeah. So we don't have great advice here. <laughs> so if anybody wants to give us some advice on yeah. how to deal with our feelings and or pick up on other people's feelings, <laughs> feel free that to one, share it with us. <laughs> so. That was our first episode of the Error 404 Love Not Found mini-series. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. You can find this podcast everywhere, basically. Spotify, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all under Take the L Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at Take the L underscore podcast. Thanks so much for listening.